Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Moment. This is Marisol, your host. And on today's episode, I have Alex Mining. How do me and Alex know each other? Well, it just so happens that me and Alex grew up in Federal Way without ever really maybe crossing paths while we were growing up. <laughs> but I reached out to Alex um, around this time last year and kind of picked her brain about being an event extraordinaire. Alex has a really awesome and interesting background in events. And she is what I would like to call an event curator. And I'm really excited to have Alex here today to share more about herself and the event work that she's doing in the world. So Alex, I'm going to give the floor to you, kind of talk about yourself. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I currently live in Seattle, Washington, moved back from Portland, Oregon about two years ago. Um, I went to school, Federal Way High School. I am a Federal Way High School alumni and um, then went to Pacific Lutheran University for about a year and a year and a half and was like, this is this is not it. <laughs> this is not it for me. And so, yes, I dropped out of college. I was studying marketing, um, thought that, you know, having just a, a general background in marketing would um, set me up for the right career in, in any space that I would like to go in and didn't really know where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And so, you know, I, I think um, the 19, how old was I out of high school? Jeez, so bad. 19-year-old me, 18-year-old me for, uh, you know, being in a space where I can say, okay, I'm going to step away and really hone in on, you know, what it is that I want to do. And so, um, you know, furthermore, leading into, um, eventually leading into the event space and community impact. And that is what I would say I'm very passionate about is uh, curating experiences and uh, making sure that, um, I'm providing a space for folks to feel comfortable and welcome and uh, just have a good time. So That's so cool. I think it's really important to share that you went to college and were like, what am I doing? This isn't it. And you were like, nah, this ain't for me. Um, I There was a post that someone posted on Instagram and it was like, quitters are winners. And I was like, wow, thank you. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for sharing that because I mean, it's, I would like to highlight, though, like this whole like quitters are winners is more about quitting things that don't serve you. This is not about like giving up when things get hard. This is more about like, hey, like what I'm going to school for or this job that I'm working in or whatever I'm doing, like doesn't serve me and what I feel my larger purposes or like lights me up inside. So I think it's always for me, I love when people share like, hey, like I pivoted and I did something different. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when it comes to spending your dollar, like I'm still paying college debt <laughs> for, you know, X amount of, I can't even, you know, say that it was, it, it, it's always worth it. It's always worth it to experience and say, Hey, you know, this is a, a moment where I can transition to a different space. But yeah, especially when it comes to how much tuition is and how much we, you know, 
the average American is in debt for, for school, I think it's always best to have, you know, uh, sit, sit yourself back and have intention on what you want to do. And I, I don't think we, there's this expectation that everyone should know what they want to do right after high school. And it's like, you're still, your mind's still developing. And uh, yeah, so that there's that. <laughs> no, a hundred percent as someone who, I I have sat down and I've kind of been reflecting. I'm almost 24 now. So let's say what that was like almost five years ago, mm-hmm. I think now. <laughs> God, <laughs> that was five years ago. And when I think about like the Marisol that like left at 19 to like move to San Francisco and like kind of, I mean, I did go to college, but I basically, I went to community college as long as possible. <laughs> Hola. Hola. <laughs> but you know, if you were to ask me back then, you know, what I wanted to do, like, in hindsight, I can now reflect and be like, wow, so I was motivated for a lot of the wrong reasons that society had fed me. Mm-hmm. But now when you ask me what I want to do, I'm like, yeah, no, I totally know. So this whole idea that we have to decide what we want to do with the rest of our lives and invest like literally hundreds of maybe multiple, you know, dollar signs of things that we may not even like in five years is kind of just mind blowing. You know, the education system in the U S is just, it's, it's, um, I don't know what it is. A whole nother podcast. <laughs> Literally it is. That is what it is. It's yeah. just, it makes no sense. Free education for all. Um, <laughs> vote, vote, vote. Yes. Everyone. This is actually a reminder to vote. I got my ballot in the mail today. <laughs> I would love for you to talk more about breaking into the event space since, you know, you shared a little bit of marketing, you tried it, was it for you? Then you went down this path of events. So I want you to share with our listeners, what did that look like? And how did that decision process kind of like come to fruition? And then what was the execution like? Yeah, definitely. So uh, when you're 18, 19, like you like to post what your major is and (laughs) what you're doing and you know what you're becoming and it's just a huge flux for social media like fresh out of high school fresh out of college or like into college and so I had a Twitter at the time and Instagram wasn't really a thing and you know I had it that I was um I just put marketing in my bio or something about marketing um and I remember um someone messaging me and say, Hey, you're, you're in the marketing. Well, we're looking at a kind of, uh, in layman's terms was pretty much like, you know, Hey, we're looking to like move our business up to Seattle. And it was a, a concert promotion company. And, um, and I was like, yeah, tell me more. I loved music. I loved going to concerts and to be kind of in control about being on the back end was super enticing for me, especially at 19. I was like, hell yeah, I can do this. And so Fast forward, I get in contact with uh, one of my really good friends now, Fernadi Kume, and he is the um, owner and founder of ENT Legends, um, huge footprint in Sacramento. And we were able to bring up some concerts. And um, needless to say, that is probably one of the hardest industries to be in. I didn't realize how much goes into concert coordination and planning just concerts as a whole and having to reach out to venue owners and get a budget and reaching out to managers for these 
huge artists and sometimes not even huge artists, but they act like they're huge artists. <laughs> and they're like, I want this. I want gushers and sushi and, you know, boss water in the back room. And you're just like, dude, you're not even really that famous right now. <laughs> it's just, it's so much. And you're, you're just, you're working on the back ends of things. And so it, it allows me to respect concerts and intimate concerts and venues as a whole um so much more now but essentially um i i was in that space for a while um and i didn't really make much money i would call that the apprenticeship stage and mm -hmm. apprenticeship is huge i think if you are interested in any space you should always be willing to offer your time and your energy at no cost at all just so you can learn and that's if you're new. And so I did that for a while and then moved to Portland and still was still dabbling with the concert promotion. I was like, you know what? I need more. And so I utilized Instagram and I would literally look up, I shot for the stars. I was like, I'm going to look up everyone and everything in Portland and I'm going to get connected and tapped into the community. And I was interested in music still. So I looked up iHeartMedia and I looked up their Instagram because I knew that they had a headquarters in Portland. So I looked up Portland, um, iHeartMedia, got in contact with the Portland um, performance or trip. So Portland NBA team, which is the Portland Trailblazers, they're and um, geez, I can't speak. Their uh, performance coach, Ben Kenyon, which is uh, very much so my mentor. Um, and he took a chance on me. I, you know, I sent him this long DM and I was just like, you know, I, I want to know what you're doing. I think you're super inspirational. I really studied his work before and like got to know a little about, about who he was on social media. And then was like, you know, I'm genuinely interested. I want to talk to you about how I can get involved. And so we, he had a podcast, the unique piece. He was looking for a brand representative. I got in contact with him and, uh, did some apprenticeship for him. I worked at no addition. I, I was not getting paid by him. And I was just like, you know, how can I make your business grow? What can I do? How can I get immersed into the Portland community? And thank God he just taught me the ropes. You know, he's like, do things, you know, he's just a super inspirational guy in general. And I uh, then got into event planning. Um, we were coordinating uh, fundraiser fundraisers for uh, and partnering with the Movember Foundation. Um, and then we were working with uh, some of the Portland Trailblazers and some of the nonprofits that they were, they had. And, uh, you know, furthermore was just like, you know what, I could probably do this on my own. You know, I could probably do this without being under one, anyone's umbrella, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I learned everything I needed to learn for that moment. And so I started reaching out again and I was like, okay, here's a, here's the second stage of my life, this new season where I'm going to start reaching out to, you know, larger event companies. Cause I started to know like, okay, event planning and event coordination was the way I wanted to go. So I reached out to Claire, um, 20 foot bear. She is an amazing woman of color business owner. Um, and she was working. I've, 
knew that she did an installment for um, Complex Con. She actually worked with Jay Balvin. And I, that was one of like the best installations there. And so I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to throw a Hail Mary to her. And so I, <laughs> I DM'd her and I was like, hey, I just need to talk to you because I want to pick your brain. And she was like, you know, she took a chance on me too. And she said, yeah, absolutely. And so I set up a time with her and we ended up talking for an hour. And, you know, she's just, she's just a fierce human being and just taught me the ropes off that one phone call. And I, you know, I even offered to her, I said, you know, any upcoming projects, I will buy my way out there and I will help you for free. I just want to shadow you. And that's where apprenticeship came again. You know, I, I still felt like there was so much more I could still be learning. And so I uh, went out. I worked with her on um, NBA All-Star Weekend in L.A. That was amazing. Um, big learning lesson for me, though. I dropped the ball and was so juiced to be at such a big event. And if anyone knows, Nike is very... I mean, their, their motto is keep it tight. And so like, they don't want, they're very exclusive to the information that they want out there to the public and especially like very exclusive with their events. And, you know, immature me, I was just like, let me post my badge and, sh and flex for everyone and show everyone that I'm, you know, working at a Nike event. And I did that and sure as shit, Claire called me and she's like, do take that off of your Instagram. Like, and I was like, no, like, oh my God. I was more embarrassed that like, she just like it affected and impacted something so mindless, you know, everyone posts on Instagram. And so that was a huge learning lesson for me is like just confidentiality. It's not your story to share. It's not your experience to share unless you, you know, ask or you're, it's completely upfront about it. And, um, and, and needless to say, it's like external validation too, you know, that was something that I was dealing with too. And so kind of, that was like a heavy impact. She told me straight up, she was just like, you know, I can't have you work on any of other events here at NBA All-Star Weekend because of, you know, that incident. And this is my business and I'm protecting my business. And she's like, I'll still like, you can have access to go to every event, but you just won't be able to be on the supporting squad. And I was like, oh, my heart dropped. I bought my ticket out there. Uh, it was so tragic. But big learning lesson is like, she had to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. And as an event business woman, event owner or business owner, I respected her so much for that. And I learned so much from that too. It's like, there's going to be people on your team, especially when you curate an events team that are going to be able to do that or that will potentially do that. So being upfront and setting, you know, rules and boundaries up front before you have any event or, um, you know, any experience that you curate, you just gotta be able to manage that side too and be able to set boundaries. And so, um, you know, after that event, I pretty much just was like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and, and figure out where I want to go next. You know, I, I didn't want to keep working with others and I, I thought that I could actually do it on my own. And so I started, you know, coming up with, you know, I almost working as, um, not necessarily a consultant, but reaching out to others that didn't want to plan their events and I would plan it for them. So in different spaces, the health industry, um, corporates, 
I, you know, even with Adidas and Nike and, and then also, um, landed with, uh, one of the most amazing people, couples that I've met, um, Aminu, Chief Aminu, um, from the NBA Portland Trailblazers at the time. I think he plays for Orlando right now, but took a chance on me and was like, you know, I, I have this foundation, Aminu Good Works, and I've been looking to uh, kind of create an experience here in Portland to bring awareness to the movement. And so um, that was one of the largest events that I've ever thrown. It was it was huge. It was a great turnout and was like, okay, I, I could do this on my own. And this is the path that I should be going towards. And um, that just led into community impact. I knew that I didn't want to throw parties. I didn't want to <laughs> go to concerts and throw concerts. I did that, been there, done that. And I was like, it's more fulfilling for me. Like I could honestly say I could do this without getting paid. And there's been several events where I've lost money. Um, but the impact that I've had on the com my community and the communities that I've uh, lived in um, has been much more has had more worth than money can ever buy for me um and just seeing the connections that i helped kind of facilitate and the income that i've helped generate for nonprofits or the give back or uh, just kind of setting the stage for um folks who didn't have a voice or weren't heard and being able to provide that space for them that that was more fulfilling to me um, so yeah, that's where I'm at now. I currently am positioned in my nine to five where it aligns with, um, community impact. I work for the city in racial and social justice. Um, I'm on a, a change team. Um, and so I get to have conversations and very difficult conversations about community impact. And I get to transition that into my work that I do from after my nine to five, my five to nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. That's actually really great. And I think something that I've kind of been exploring is the more you like pursue your passions and opportunities, the more those opportunities that are aligned with your passions, like come your way, like in the weirdest and strangest ways, like it, it just all lines up somehow. It's like, oh, like I work on this and like this time that's like completely separate from my, you know, job. And now all of a sudden I'm, you know, positioned like for you in a role that literally they both like coexist in this like great relationship. So I'm always like super happy when I hear, <laughs> hear those stories. I'm like, yes, look at this like vibrational alignment happening. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly it. It's just when you, when you know the space there's this quote and it was like the things that are calling you aren't just on accident. Like they're calling you for a reason, you know, and you have to just listen to that. And once you listen to that and you move towards that, things will just start falling into place and you'll just be like, Whoa, like you'll just see it like shooting stars. You're just like, wow, this is, this is the direction I was supposed to go. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. It's all like, intuition too I think kind of what you're touching on you know I feel like I was reading someone 
said something, but it's like the logic mind, you know, is all like about reasoning. But like, if you really tap into like, how do you feel about things? Like when you think about a certain opportunity or certain thing, like, do you feel like tense or do you feel like, yeah, like this feels good. You know, like it's that, it's like gut reaction that people talk about, you know, like what is your gut feeling telling you, which is intuition, but we call it gut feeling now because I'm not quite sure. But <laughs> Well, and I think that I, and you're in the wellness space and I, I know you've heard this, but you know, like there is such thing as like the heart brain, like there are enough nerve endings or not nerve endings, but like, I want to say like nerve pathways, I guess, that allow you to feel and think with your heart. And I don't think enough people do that. I think it's a safety mechanism or uh, a way to protect, a protective mechanism for people to just use only their logic and only their heads rather than, you know, what, what makes you feel good in your heart? Like where do you, letting your heart lead, like leading with love, not in just relationships, but leading with love for people you don't have like an intimate relationship with or leading with love for the things that like light your fire, light your flame, you know? So think with your heart, (laughs) think with your heart because your heart love and love is everything. (laughs) Right. Contrary to what we're taught, love is literally everywhere and everything. And something that me and Alex both happen to love is community. You know, part of the reason why I, not part of the reason, the entire reason I started the moment is because of community and how much I value community and creating a space for voices that would not typically be heard to be heard and have a platform to share. Because like, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of questions lately about like, what is like diversity inclusion, you know, diversity inclusion, like, what does it mean to you? Like equity, And something that I realized very quickly when um, all of us kind of transpired was I am someone who has constantly seek to understand people's experiences outside of my own. And it was kind of, for me, like a whole shift for me to realize that, oh, wow, that some people really don't care to know or just don't think about what it is to be a different individual than yourself. And because of that, <laughs> I have come to the woman and, you know, really wanting to to amplify people's different experiences because we're all human and we're actually all sharing the same experiences just through a different lens. And with that, you know, sharing different lenses and perspectives, I kind of wanted to hear from you, you know, how do you see community events just like making an impact in a difference specifically in the space that you've been in? Like what are some like breakthrough moments or really just those things that happen that you're just like, yeah, this is what it's all about. (laughs) You know, from my experience and I would say never go in with an expectation, you know, have a, have a plan have an intention, but not never an expectation. And when you go in to any community space, the goal is, it's pretty simple. It's active listening and like genuine listening, you know, because when we shut up and we just listen, we learn so much. You're not learning if you're talking, you know what I mean? And like that, that was huge for me. That was something told to me, like, you're not learning anything new by talking all the time. So 
when you go into a space, be genuinely interested about the people around you, you know, be genuinely interested about the stories that they have to tell in their background and ask that, you know, be vulnerable. Vulnerability is huge. Think, thinking with your heart, you know, rather than your logic in your mind, like, hey, this scares me. Being social scares me. Or, you know, speaking and trying to peacock my way through the room is how I'm going to survive. And that's kind of what we were taught, you know, like how to move in a room full of vultures. But in reality, it's just go up to a person or listen to a person and, you know, who are you? What are you about? You know, what, what drives you? What makes you passionate about the space that you're in? And I promise you, that's, that's the Instagram DMs that I was <laughs> asking. <laughs> you know, it was like I was being genuinely interested got me a lot of the opportunities that I've, I've had in life is uh, shutting up and listening. And so kind of seeing how that impacts our community is it builds empathy. And I think now more than ever in our current climate of all the racial injustice and the pain and suffering and fear that's exploited by our political party, I think building empathy and not feeding our fears, because when you feed your faith and you feed your empathy and you feed your love, your fears starve, you know? But if you fear, feed fear, all that good stuff starves. So being able to, you know, just t take everyone's story and put yourself in their shoes and listen to them. You know, when you feel heard and you feel like somebody's hearing your story, that impact that you have personally is, is huge. And some of our darkest moments start to, to dwindle down. So that's what I would say. <laughs> that was very beautifully said. Aww. I will share. <laughs> like, wow, like, look at her. She's like, she's dropping some real knowledge. Everyone, maybe you should take notes on that quote. Maybe the <laughs> Instagram quote, we'll see. <laughs> um, I really like the way you said that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just. I'm passionate about this work. I'm passionate about people. So, yeah. The world needs more people that are passionate about people. <laughs> we really, Truth. everyone, tune into that empathy. We all have it to some degree. You know, turn into that passion of smiling at someone or saying hello or just like, as you said, just go up to somebody like, hey, who are you? What are you about? <laughs> you might catch them <laughs> off guard, but it, it'll turn into a great conversation. Usually. <laughs> People love talking about themselves. Really? So, yes. <laughs> so I can promise you it'll, it'll be a great connection. Their ego will be flattered. <laughs> so I guess kind of talking more about the current state of the world, being that we are still in, I don't know, 2020 is just a year that major shift is happening. Mm -hmm. Literally, the entire system that we've been operating on has been like, nope, not anymore. So that being said, <laughs> how have you seen um, like the event community pivot or like adjust to the current pandemic state of the world? 
uh, the beta phase. <laughs> I, one of my friends, uh, Mikey, you know, just it's it's a joke. It's just we're all in this beta phase of like going virtual, and this is going to be feels like it's going to be our new norm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where it gets uncomfortable, and I think your true character comes out in the uncomfortable moments. And I think that for me, I was so depressed. Honestly, I was like, this is like the space that gives me light and mm-hmm. gives me a purpose. And now it's gone. And I was like that for a few months. And then, you know, I was like, okay, well, let me sit back and be more intentional about the work that I'm putting out there. Let me not just jump on to the next conference call, the next, you know, like Zoom meeting where we're going to have like impact and community. Like that just, just wasn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know, virtual phase is definitely where the event space is going, especially right now. I think when things start opening up a little bit more, you're going to have smaller events, of course. Um, and it, and the experience is always going to be there, whether it's at a restaurant that you go to. And I've seen a lot of restaurants um, and bars start developing like this events, event coordination or this experience Um, And even hiring for like an experience coordinator or, uh, you know, events coordinator for their bar restaurant to develop what it would look like. Um, But I think, I think we don't know. We we truly don't know. It's just, it's all up in the air and um, I'm excited for it though. (laughs) I think it's always interesting to see like, how are we going to innovate? I mean, I, I know it was surprising to me, um, obviously being I am part of the yoga community mm-hmm. and being that most yoga studios are closed and even now that they're open it's just like a little like touch and go for me um you know that space of like your community like your studio you go you show up and you see your friends like that was gone like that's not <laughs> that's not gonna be back to normal for a really long time um who knows when but with that I do think it's um interesting to see how like uh, you know there's like certain yoga festivals that are being hosted on zoom or any type of platform so I find it interesting um how many different ways we can use zoom uh and I'm excited to see the new ways to come (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely and think about how much money these companies are making like blue jeans zoom microsoft teams oh yeah they're cashable. Cashing <laughs> on the virtual world. <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to share and I also wanted to talk about Alex's Pass the Mic series community slash project slash events space. Cause I was actually getting ready to work with Alex on that pre-pandemic. And then yeah. bam, pandemic hit and it was no more. In the physical form, but yes, form very much so. Yes, I was so excited to see that she did start the Pass the Mic series recently. You can follow her page, and I'd love for you to share more about Pass the Mic series, the purpose, the vision, the goals behind it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Pass the Mic series, um, the, the purpose. The initial purpose was voice and creating a stage, setting the stage for those who 
either felt like they didn't have much of a voice or um, the underserved um, or the unseen. And highlighting those stories and, uh, you know, what, what those in our community, specifically millennials, millennials of color, had to say. Uh, because we are the change makers. I truly believe that we are um, in this space of a revolution. And I don't think that like millennials don't take shit for as much as they've had such a negative impact or not negative impact, a negative narrative on just millennials as a whole. I think we are capable and have been capable of making so much change in this world. And so that's why I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do is setting the stage for those that need to be heard. So pass the mic was something that I, I fell on and originally had wanted to, um, of course, be in in-person venues and um, set the stage for that. But uh, further went into um, a set, you know, had to have a, a setback for a major comeback. But um, I was like, okay, well, I can still highlight those voices. I can still speak to the community. I can still have impact and give back. And that's, that doesn't just go away. I just had to get more creative and I had to think outside the box. And so, um, coffee and conversation. So pass the mic series is essentially an umbrella um, platform. So it's a POC led platform, um, observing millennial culture to better inspire and impact emerging youth. So how we do that is we have coffee and conversation. It is a virtual series where we record um, your everyday local hero, local superhero. Um, in different spaces. And we have coffee and conversation, similar to our first meeting, <laughs> where um, kind of picking the brains of those who do amazing work in our communities and have so much to say. And uh, while we're doing that, we're highlighting small businesses and specifically um, local coffee shops. So we've worked with Boon Boona, Deadstock Coffee, Fulcrum, um, and then also a few others that we're currently um, working on right now, too. But, you know, highlighting small business, especially after the pandemic and how much it's affected small businesses and highlighting small business owners and um, local superheroes and providing that conversation and sharing that conversation with our viewers. And then also having a special raffle at the end of the conversation, giving back to a local nonprofit. And so that, that was me being able to say, okay, I'm going to be more intentional about this and I'm going to do what I was doing in person, but why not step from behind the curtain? Like I always am where I'm like always planning things and, um, you know, not really being on stage and actually going in front of a camera with bright lights and not having a script and just straight up leading and facilitating a conversation, which mind you is the scariest shit I've ever done. So yeah. 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 No, I, I definitely can resonate with you on that. Cause I definitely, someone who has been just in events and I've just, I've been 
what I would describe myself as for a very long time is the person who like made the fun you know Mm -hmm. absolutely I made the fun for people Mm -hmm. like I was behind that I'm just like that little wizard in the back that's like oh (laughs) here you go like all these fun things and so to put myself at the forefront at first like especially when I was thinking about starting this podcast I was like ah like me Mm -hmm. in front of people but as I can definitely tell from our conversation right now we have adapted quite quickly to being (laughs) on center (laughs) stage (laughs) We have. We're doing a really good job. So, yes. We're doing amazing. Um, it's cool. It's like the two people behind the curtain finally stepping onto the stage. Would you look at that? <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, me and me and Alex being on the stage, um, I like to ask people what they do for fun because of with the woman being kind of focused on just like, you know, workplace and kind of what you do, career stuff. I think it's always cool to just learn more about you as an individual, like besides your career, you know, like what is it that kind of like lights you up, like your hobbies or anything that's kind of unusual that you really enjoy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. I've been a little boring. I've been a little boring. I I love to, lately I've been loving to binge watch Um, just shows especially on Netflix and HBO. Like right now, I just finished last night uh, Lovecraft Country, and it is the most amazing series ever. And so, yeah, if you're listening, go watch it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think right now I'm still in that creative uh, creative process where I'm like trying to retain as much as possible so I can figure out what to do with it later. Um but once after COVID's over, I'm definitely going to a pottery class. I know that for sure. That's so cool. Right now I'm just, I'm resting and recharging and I'm focusing on five things that I'm going to be really good at slash like know a lot about because I'm a generalist. So I know a lot of things about many things. Mm-hmm. I know a little about a lot of things. Yeah. Not so much about a few things. So I'm... <laughs> I'm transitioning to focusing on that for this next season, I guess. I love that, though. I could say, yeah, I could definitely say I uh, I relate to that. So that is a great, uh, great tip. Yeah. Inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> well, credit to my mentor. She, <laughs> she said, you know so much. She goes, you know a lot, of, a little bit about a lot. But my challenge for you is to know a lot about a little bit. And I was like, okay, you're right. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. I'm interested to see like after this time, you know, what it is that you've, you've learned and, and gained. I'm going to, and then I'm going to pick your brain. We're going to switch roles. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. I have things in the air and you just got to reach up and grab it. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. It's exactly what it is. Grab it. <laughs> Look, maybe that's what maybe that's Alex's closing statement. Just grab it. Just go. <laughs> yeah, just grab what you want and go. Because 2020 put everything in the air and up for grabs. So just Pretty go. Much. Pretty much. I um I bought this book and I never read it, but I gave it to my dad. And the the exercise that he learned from the book is called dig. So it's like deliberate. So like think deliberately about like what it is that you're wanting like really think like this is a deliberate decision or action and then inspire you know think about 
what it is that like, does this light me up? Is this what I'm really passionate about? And the G stands for go, you go do it. Mm. That is great advice. Dig. (laughs) Dig. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my fellow listeners, please go out there and dig. And then you can reach out to me and Alex and let us know what came out from your digging. (laughs) (laughs) We mean that. We mean that. (laughs) We really mean that. So in closing... Thanks for listening to this moment. You can connect with Alex on Instagram. Her handle is at vining.alex. And you can also follow her coffee and conversations on Pass the Mic series, which is at Pass the Mic series. And until next time, we will be closing out this moment. Yay. Thanks for having me.